the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Bruce show on the answer Friday afternoon. Going to get nasty this weekend. Lots of rain, lots of wind. I'll be picking up twigs in my yard. That I know for sure. Heisman Trophy will be awarded on Saturday evening. C.J. Stroud, Ohio State quarterback, one of the four finalists. I don't think he will win. But I don't think the uh, Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson will win either. We'll see if I'm right. I expect Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, to win the Heisman Trophy. He won't be the first freshman, but pretty impressive. And uh, his value will skyrocket on the name, image, and likeness market. Now, uh, I've been exchanging tweets overnight and this morning with an organization called Policy Matters Ohio. I know nothing about them, but I can tell from their tweets that they are left-leaning. Because last night... They crossed my uh, perspective when they were tweeting about lack of opportunities for minority-owned businesses. And I don't think their position is a genuine position. The fact of the matter is, and you can research the story on uh, Dispatch.com, Lower.com Field in downtown Columbus, advantaged advantaged minority-owned businesses in the rewarding of contracts. Now, I talked about Lower.com Field yesterday and the larger issue that the Columbus crew had when they were going to get city money for their new stadium down there. And I expected some people in the community to say, hey, what are you giving money from the city to evil rich guys who own soccer teams and who own NFL teams. And the reason why the city does it is because having facilities like that is good for the city. And to the credit of the crew, they realized that turning the old crew stadium, now historic crew stadium, into a park where, yes, their minor league team could play, but also the community could come in and play, would be a good thing for Linden, for Milo Grogan, for the areas around 17th Avenue and I-71. So I'm sure that's why they reached out to minority contractors, electricians, and others to build bridges with them. I have no problem with that. What I have a problem with is Policy Matters Ohio tweeting last night, Racism and sexism baked into policies and practices push many black and brown workers and women into low-paying jobs. With Ohio's strict pay threshold, too many are excluded. No, they're not excluded. 
No, they're not. I have a friend, a very good friend. If I mention his name, you'd know him. I don't have the permission to mention his name, but he's been a very good friend of mine for a long time. And he is. I've talked about him before. I never mention his name because I don't want to do anything that anybody could construe as um, unflattering. He talks in real terms. He is a smart, smart, smart man. He was an athlete at Ohio State. He wasn't an All-American. He wasn't All-Conference. But he was a good player and a player who people knew when he played. After he played, he went to work at a local company. And he went to work at a pretty nondescript job. And he worked very hard. The other thing he did was he picked other people's brains for information about how they started their businesses and how they succeeded in their businesses and what decisions they made that led to failure or less optimized results than they hoped for. And then he started eventually his own business. And then he reacted to market conditions and he started another business because he was in the midst of some commercial real estate endeavors and he realized, you know, there's nobody doing this one thing for people who have commercial real estate, so maybe I should start a company to do that. And he did, and it succeeded. And he told me, many years ago, it's been at least seven or eight years ago, that he said to me, I'm in a great position because I'm black and I get business from companies that are required to do a certain percentage of their business with black-owned businesses. And he wasn't apologizing for it, nor should he have. He was taking advantage of an effort to right wrongs in the past when businesses owned by people with his ethnicity were discriminated against. See, this is my issue with people like Policy Matters Ohio who never step out of the past, who never extend any kind of recognition or grace to admitted mistakes of the past that have since been corrected. That have since been corrected. And you know the people who traffic on these kinds of things. You can go to the tweet and read it. It says, too many are excluded. And who did they tweet it to? Did they tweet that tweet to Senator Rob Portman? Did they tweet it to Congressman Jim Jordan? Did they tweet it to any elected Republican official? No, they did not. They tweeted it to one Democratic official from the state of Ohio, at Senator Sherrod Brown. At Senator Sherrod Brown. Because he has some goofy, woke amendment that he's trying to get passed, and Policy Matters Ohio is in favor of it because they're a left-leaning organization. And so I noted, you, you know that this is not true. You know it's not. And in their response tweet, what did they drop on me? Ah, oh, we're just all about diversity and inclusion. Ding, 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 ding. You know, the left 
talks all the time about dog whistles. This or that is a racist dog whistle. You know what's a racist dog whistle? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Diversity, equity, and inclusion are the loudest dog whistles out there in our conversation now. Because diversity is about giving jobs to people based upon their gender or upon their ethnicity. That is what diversity is about. Anytime you force a company to hire a certain number of anything in the effort to ingrain diversity, what you are doing is introducing artificial quotas that will eventually, if not immediately, keep that company from hiring the most qualified person for that job. That is what that policy will eventually do, if not immediately do that. I've told the story before. I'll tell it again when I got hired at the plane dealer in 1987. 1987? I interviewed early September. They needed somebody right away. I didn't hear anything. September goes by. First couple weeks of October go by. Nothing. I hear nothing. I didn't get that job, I'm thinking. I finally get a call. Hey, we'd like to hire you. I'm like, great. Half the football season is over. What took you so long? I asked it more delicately than that. They said, oh, well, every time we wanted to hire you, we tried to run it past the National Labor Relations Board, and they said, no, we had to hire, we had to interview another minority. They interviewed 18 minority candidates before the National Labor Relations Board. In 1987, was satisfied that they had given minority candidates a good enough chance to get that job. So don't tell me that this is a big issue in Ohio or in this country. It is not a big issue. We are putting in place and have put in place measures to make sure that Jim Crow-type mindsets cannot exist anymore and should not exist anymore. But hiring the best people, people who are motivated, people who work hard, people who have goals, people who are focused, should be colorblind and culture blind. And if it is not, then you are certainly guaranteeing that you are handicapping that business from becoming the best that it can be. And we make no bones about our allegiance to this faulty mindset that this is good, this is okay, this is preferable. No, it isn't preferable. You never get better by settling for less than the best that you can get. Never. You never get better. And I'm not a person who looks upon... I'm very uncomfortable, honestly, with the national conversation around we got to break up Walmart, we got to break up Amazon, we got to break up this, we got to break up that. Because I feel like, you know what? Why would we penalize them for doing so well what everybody else was trying to do that they put them out of business? I, I don't have that completely reconciled in my head, 
But there's a big part of me that's totally uncomfortable with that because I think it is, on a grand scale, a part of this problem I've identified on a smaller scale, which is we need to inject some kind of control in the private sector to make sure that the results appear in a way that we're comfortable with them. Do we have this element represented? Do we have that element represented? Do we have... And, and what it leads to is, I just outlined what it leads to in hour number one, this ridiculous policy out of the state of Oregon, where clearly they've had minority students who aren't achieving at the level that it was required to achieve reading math, and so they enact a new policy that passed their state senate and that their governor signed secretly, because of course she didn't want anybody to make any stink about it, which they should, that they've eliminated math and reading competency standards as a condition of graduation. Because, well, some students aren't grad... The graduation rates among black, Latino, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and students of color are not as high as we'd like them to be. So you expect that problem to get better, go away, if you lower the standards? No, it's, again, another aspect of people rise to the expectations that you set for them. As Henry Ford said, if you think you can do a thing or think you can't, you are right. Wrapping up another week of shows on 98.9 The Answer. I'm Bruce Hooley. Really appreciate you guys listening to the show. And I want to shout out a couple people who may be listening now. They may not be. Uh, But I was talking with uh, Chrissy of AUI last night, and she said, hey, we have two people coming up who are listeners to your show. And we said, you know, you can take care of your health uh, insurance issues via chat on the web. You don't need to make the trip to see us. And they said, no, no. The nice man on the radio says you're the kind of people we will enjoy meeting, and so we want to come up and meet you in person. So, Aaron, I'm assuming they're referring to you as the nice man on the radio because, as my wife noted last night when I told her that story, nobody's ever referred to me before as the nice man on the radio. Oh, possibly, or or maybe they just got the wrong impression of you. (laughs) Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Well, uh, the Columbus Dispatch will never refer to me as the nice man on the radio, and that is proven every single day. Here's a headline. Columbus leaders want to hear from residents on how to improve downtown. Uh, Here, boys, let me save you a meeting. Cut the crime, put the criminals in jail, keep them there. All right, now you have time to go out for pizza. I mean, come on. You want to meet and talk about how to revive downtown? People are not coming downtown because they don't want to get mugged, and they don't want to get shot, and they don't want to get robbed. That's why. They're not interested in solving this problem. They're only interested in talking about this problem. You know how I know that? Because here's the first, well, it's the second quote in the story. It's from an Andrew Ginther news release. So, everybody pick a word that you think might be in this release. Got it? Ready? Here we go. Let's play Name That Wokeism. As we face new challenges and opportunities for downtown, we must meet them with an inclusive and equitable approach. That is why it is paramount for us to hear the voices of all the residents in our great community. 
What nonsense. What utter nonsense. Likewise, Daryl Rowland has sharpened his poison pen and violated the snark standard with his Capital Insider column, which he does almost every week. Democrats call DeWine a hypocrite for touting federal funding he opposed. Daryl Rowland writes that kissing babies on the campaign trail has pretty much fallen by the wayside, but handing out government funds still works, especially when it's other people's money that you didn't want in the first place. And he goes on to note that Mike DeWine talked about how federal stimulus money during the pandemic was a mistake, but that now he's spending it, $250 million of it, to bolster law enforcement and first responders. Now, I, like Mike DeWine, thought that all the federal handouts were overdone. Not unnecessary, but overdone. But I do not think Mike DeWine is a hypocrite for taking the money. In fact, I think Mike DeWine would be an idiot not to take the money because what is Mike DeWine spending it on? Law enforcement and first responders. What does Joe Biden want him to spend it on? What does Andrew Ginther want him to spend it on? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's what he wants him to spend it on. Which means to give it away to some nonprofit, <laughs> so that somebody with left-leaning ideologies can get rich and no problem will get solved. They're going to spend how many millions in the Break America Forever plan if they can get it through to end homelessness? How many trillions have we spent since the mid-1960s to end poverty? How's that going? How's that going? We still have poverty, and we will still have homelessness after however much Joe Biden gets to spend on it. No, I had a personal problem with the stimulus checks that we got in the mail. And I said to my wife, I don't, this is wrong. I don't want to take this money. I don't want a government handout. And she said, I know, I feel the same way. And then we thought about it, we prayed about it, and we thought, you know what? If we don't take this money, they're going to give this money to somebody else who won't spend it on the kinds of things that we will spend it on, among which are pro-life causes. So when you are faced with a dilemma, you do what you want, you reconcile it in your own prayer life or your own thought life proceeding logically. But for Mike DeWine not to take this money might mean that it ends up in the hands of then-Governor Andrew Cuomo or Governor Hairgel, Gavin Newsom, in California. And if law enforcement in the state of Ohio can benefit from $250 million in money that Joe Biden would love to go to anything but law enforcement, then I think that's a win for Ohio, and I think it's a smart decision by Mike DeWine. And I think you know, having listened to this show long enough, that I'm not in the bag and don't exist to lick the boots of Mike DeWine. Mike DeWine has made a lot of big, bad mistakes and governed like a Democrat too often during the pandemic. But occasionally, his Republican roots take over, and he does something like spend money on law enforcement. And he's an infinitely better alternative than Jan Whaley or any other Democrat to being the governor of the state of Ohio. Now, it's not to say that I wouldn't support either Joe Blystone or Jim Renese in the governor primary when we get to that point in May, but we're a long way from that. Spending this money is a smart decision. Taking this money and keeping it out of the hands of those who would spend it on other things 
is a smart decision. In fact, I just saw in this story there's a quote from DeWine spokesperson person Dan Tierney who says letting the money go to California or New York's not an option. We have an opportunity to tell Ohioans what's being done with it, that it's being used in a responsible manner and for projects that can make a difference. Exactly right. Have a great weekend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.